Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, welcome back to another great freaking hilarious freaking episode of Freaking Our Week in Review on WAYOLP Freaking Rochester, also on Apple Freaking Podcast, Freaking Spotify, and Freaking SoundCloud if anybody freaking wants to know. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, my name is Taylor the Mossman Lofton, and with me as always to my left, Sandy the Sandman Vargas, and bringing up the rear, we have Doug the Slug Jordan, Slug Jordan himself. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, and the freaking panel, start your freaking engines. This is our weekend freaking review. <gasps> Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers. It has been one week since we last spoke. And as Weakers and tweakers know, Dawson is back. Reared his ugly head, he did. Came back in the form of a visage and then came back for real. He has been crypting, tweetingly, tweeting cryptically, I mean, and about us. Not to mention an entire episode he stole about Fat Jonah Hill. Took it right out from under us. And after, we already did it. Other guests he's stolen in the past and he continues to steal now. But we will not go down without a fight, not this time. We may have lost the last war. But this time, we have learned our lesson. And we are building an army. For Weakers and Tweakers, last week we spoke about charity. Doug Jordan had splinter celled off into one faction. Dugnation is no longer part of our week in review, yet strong it still is under his tutelage. Sandy the Sandman Fargus has turned his own splinter cell and created Dugnation. And I have taken it upon myself to build an army around that. As Uyghurs and Tweakers know, these charities that we have decided to build are focused on the homeless. And thus where we are drawing our power from. Our army, now known as the Dog Pound, is made up of vagrants, bums, street urchin. The real cream of the crop, Weakers and Tweakers, survivors. Dawson doesn't know what's coming for him, and he is not going to know what hit him. Probably going to get hit in the face with a pile of hot feesy, if you ask me. Because I first did when I had to approach him at the encampment. And as I wiped the feesy hot off my face, I said... This is going to be perfect. You're all hired. Doug Nason, Dog Nason, and their conjoined army, the Dog Pound. We're coming for you, Dawson. So, I guess you made friends with uh, 
group of vegan bums. Yeah, and now we got a real cool headquarters underneath a bridge. Yeah. Kind of where I've been spending a lot of my time. Kind of commiserating and gathering the troops. Getting the fire roasting in their bellies, so to speak. And so we're helping bums, I guess, is the is the main thing. You're, you're helping them light the fires. Yeah. And that is kind of the mission statement of Doug Nation, as we talked about last week. And Doug Nation. But it sounds more like um, the dog pound is more of a bums helping us scenario. More of a re- recruiting bums to fight to- a war. To fight a war, to form some sort of suicide squad type of situation. Yeah, it's an army. It's a. I w- drew a lot of inspiration from the foot. If for Uyghurs and Tweakers who may know the Ninja Turtles' secret of the ooze, the foot were the evil gang lords come to seek their revenge. Yeah, led by Regan Grandmaster Regan Tatsu. Yeah, and I am their Tatsu, and Sandy Vargas is Shredder, and Doug Jordan is Krang. Krang was the was the big brain guy. Yeah, lives in the belly of a beast. Controls so then, from within. Yeah, he was a freaking disgusting, um, a disgusting little. Um, brain uh, that lived in the belly of a, of a massive freaking beast. Um, slimy, disgusting, wrinkly old freaking nutsack of a freaking brain, speaking freaking brain, screaming within the belly of a giant freaking beast. Um, so, yeah, um, that is absolutely freaking hilarious. I think this is our most promising radio war yet because this time we're prepared. The first time we won by the skin of our teeth. The second time we lost handedly, and now we know what we're up against. Isn't this the f- fourth time? No. Or is this, a, this is, okay, this is the third time. The second one was just very long. This is World War Three, Doug. End of which days. One, which one was the End cloud one? Was that one or two? What the hell are you freaking talking about? What the heck did you freaking say? The one where the documents were uploaded into the cloud. That was number one. That was the first one. You're talking about Arnold, the firebug, which I, yeah. we that's a good point. We should probably recruit Arnold for Uyghurs and Tweakers who don't know Arnold. Not that I want to get too sidetracked. Arnold is a massive mute beast freak who lives at the old mental institution where I was remitted to for a period of time. Yeah, we probably should get him back. You know, to cover cover our grounds. Arnold, Arnold, in my mind is is another freaking figure um, in in our freaking lives that uh, whose association uh, we might may or may not have um, sometimes yields freaking uh, negative freaking results. Um, Arnold is a freaking firebug, and um, 
and his freaking motivations are, are are never quite freaking clear, and that is due in part um, due to his uh, lack of freaking communication, freaking skills. You never quite know what freaking Arnold is freaking up to, who who what freaking allegiances he may have. The only thing you know for sure is that if he gets his hands on a freaking match, uh, the whole thing is going up in freaking smoke. Yeah, I've always said Arnold is like the wind. I've never heard you freaking say that. Well, I'm saying it now because sometimes the wind is at your back propelling you forward, and sometimes the wind is setting fire to everything you own and leaving you destitute on the edge of complete disdrugsin. See, I would say freaking Arnold in freaking physical appearance is like a giant freaking stone, like a giant massive statue or, or a freaking redwood tree. Um... That is freaking capable of freaking bringing down freaking um 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 hell on fire. earth. Yeah, hell on freaking earth. Scorch freaking earth. The scorch of this uh, scorch of the freaking earth. If I'm being freaking honest with you. Well, nonetheless, we are training an army, and we've really only begun training. And I keep telling the boys in the dog pound that they're basically that I'm learning as much from them as. They are for me, and they believe it. They understand. They see where I'm coming from, that we are together learning how I am learning how to be a master, and they are learning how to be, I don't want to say slaves, subjects to a master. Ninjas, yeah. really. Yeah. Ninja yeah, warriors. A group of freaking ninja thieves, uh, ninja thief freaking warriors who freaking operate in the freaking shadows and have mastered the art of freaking invisibility. Um, unfortunately, for they freaking bums. They freaking stink. They smell like freaking. Um, so even if you cannot freaking see them coming, you can always freaking smell them. Yeah, we're working on that. We're yeah. right now. If I could just get him to smell like soup, that would be a plus. Cause. It's not that alarming if you just smell soup around the corner, but it's the urine that yeah. tracks so long and so far, Doug Jordan. So yeah. it's not freaking totally normal to smell freaking soup wafting in the air, but you wouldn't think twice about it. Whereas when you smell freaking wafting freaking urine in the air, urine and freaking feces and 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 bodily freaking odor and some and secretions and freaking discharge. Um, at that point, you there you go. Well, okay, I better look around. It smells like something bad is coming my way. Yeah. So that's kind of where we're at. That's what we've been doing. And before we kind of move on into the rest of the show, I did want to ask Brother Sandy, Brother Doug, what have you given this week? Um. Excuse me. What? Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of caught off guard here about the. What have we been given this week? And also that you called us Brother Sandy and Brother Doug. I'm a little confused about that, too. Well, let me clarify, Doug Jordan, because I said, what have you given this week? Not what have you been given this week. What have you given? And Sandy and I had a long discussion. He was very drunk. And we talked about the overarching theme of our Week in Review and how it has to be more charity-focused, more give-centered. And we thought a great way to incorporate that into show is to start with a mantra start with a phrase that we always talk about what have you given this week i don't remember ringing having this freaking conversation yeah i took that to mean that when the blank stare dagger shot back at me is what i'm trying to say well 
Doug Jordan, why don't you try to answer? What have you given this week? Mm. I, uh... You know, I pack my son's lunch every for him every day. So I gave him a bologna sandwich and some chips. And uh, apple. Apple was the fruit of the week this week for him. So he's he's getting apples. And uh, wait a minute. You have pick one fruit to give him every day for the entire week. Yeah, I mean, you buy in bulk. It's a little bit easier that way. Isn't. There's no school. Why are you packing him a lunch? Where is he going? Well, he's hungry. You know, then he can just open up the fridge and then there's a bag of lunch for him. He eats his lunch and then I I pack it the next day for him. I gotta tell you, I I've I've been eating I've been eating those Regan Sack lunches. I didn't know what the hell they were for. I, I kept, I, I, this is Regan news to me. I kept Regan reaching in. I would open the Regan fridge and I would go, geez, Louise, what it, there's a Regan sack lunch in here. But why would you do that? If it's not, if you specifically know that sack lunch is not for you and it's, and it's for my son, why are you taking, why, why are you I, doing it? Can I be Regan honest with you? It's because I figured there's no way that this could possibly, this Regan sack lunch could be for a freaking boy who's on freaking summer vacation. Because that doesn't make a freaking lick of sense. Well, just it's just a nice thing to have in the house. There's just a lunch for you, and you don't have to think about your lunch. Sandy Farkas, are you saying it makes more sense that Doug would pack a lunch for you who doesn't have summer vacation because you're kind of always on vacation? Um, I wouldn't say if Regan makes more sense, no. Um, I think all I'm freaking saying is that Recently, past freaking month and a half, I've been opening the freaking refrigerator and finding a freaking sack lunch, and I waste no time. I grab, I reach in, I grab it, I thank my freaking lucky stars, I freaking say a freaking blessing, and I and I freaking have, I bring it back into the freaking garage, and I have a freaking feast. And what did you think about the apples this week? I'm, I'm gonna, I gotta tell you, um, I'm, I'm not a freaking fan of one freaking uh, apple is the freaking fruit of the freaking week. Much prefer a freaking orange. I'm the freaking week where there was a freaking fruit cup was a was a quite the freaking delight. Yeah, fruit cups are a rare. Those are a rare occasion usually. Even applesauce would be better than an apple. Apples, I buy the good apples. I don't buy I don't buy red delicious apples. I buy I buy quality apples. What Granny like a Smith? La- like a like a pink lady, possibly even a Granny Smith. A pizzazz apple also very good. I don't buy I don't buy red delicious. I don't buy Empire apples. Those are basically garbage. So Apple Week could be a very lucrative week depending on the type of apple that I've picked. Sandy, have you been eating the apples? Um no, I've been freaking tossing them in the freaking garbage. I take one single freaking bite out of every single freaking apple and I toss in the freaking garbage. Hmm. I've been freaking going to the I've been going into the freaking bathroom in the freaking sack after I freaking finish up the freaking food as well. Then what do you do with the sack? Um, well, uh, I've been, uh, this is, uh, this is, this is gonna, I've been playing a little bit of a freaking prank on freaking old man Boozman, um, where I freaking, I bring the freaking sack and I light it on freaking fire and I ding, ring the doorbell and I run away. I get him to freaking stomp it. This way he keeps freaking telling me about how he's very upset that there are freaking pranksters and I keep saying, don't worry, we're gonna freaking get him. And at some point I'm gonna, 
I'm going to freaking string him along a little bit and and make it be known that I freaking I found and freaking captured the freaking teenagers that have been freaking doing this freaking prank to him and and I'm and freaking have them freaking destroyed and in doing so uh, score some freaking loyalty freaking points. Kind of like exactly what Doug was doing. Yeah, yeah, and it was a freaking. It was. A, I was inspired by what freaking Doug was doing to his own freaking yard. I wasn't until, doing that until for until don't, don't freaking interrupt me. It wasn't freaking done until we found out um, that it was freaking real freaking teenagers. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're right, Doug. We'll let you off the hook on that one. We thought that's what you were doing. Turns out it wasn't nearly that devious, deceptive, or ingenious. Just a regular old prank. Yeah. Well, so. Doug answered the question. He's given Sandy sandwiches and sack lunches. I thought they were for my son, but yeah, I guess I've given to you. And freaking inspiration to freaking prank um, freaking old man freaking Boozman and attempt to freaking gain his freaking trust and freaking sacks to go to the freaking bathroom and so I can freaking um, go ahead with these freaking pranks. So you, you've given me quite a freaking bit for the past couple of freaking months. Say la vie. Blessed are thee. Well, God bless you both. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers. This is a great freaking hilarious freaking episode. Before we get into our week's news and discussions, we have one quick segment for you now. You'll know when it's time, you utter alone. It's been a long time since you were happy at home. It's been a long time since you felt complete, since you felt soft hands gently bathe your feet. You remember the days you spent lathered in oil, your bodies entwined in an endless coil, and those buttermilk baths that stayed perfectly hot at the precise temperature to stave off the rot. But with those days now over, the only motion comes from your hand as you spread the lotion. So if the time has come for this marriage to abort, please consult our week's guide to divorce court. So now this is brought to you in partnership with Cajun Miles. Any questions? Um, why, why, why is this the ring and why are we doing this? That's a very good question, and I had a suspicion that Doug Jordan didn't invite us on his vacation that we spoke of last week and hid the information from us on, about this vacation because he is having issues with his marriage. And perhaps... Mrs. Jordan is pressuring Doug Jordan into working on their relationship, so I thought we would explore in our new segment, Divorce Court, about maybe when it's time to abort the marriage. Is that okay with you, Doug? You know, I just want to put it on the record. Me, me and my wife are fine. We're having total, we're totally fine. We just didn't want to invite you guys to our vacation. It has nothing to do with uh, an, uh, d- divorce. But I will uh, continue the on with the segment. See what Doug is doing is freaking putting up a freaking facade, and 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 that's freaking that's freaking that's fairly fairly freaking typical with someone who is going through freaking marital freaking issues. And I and I think these freaking issues have been going on for freaking quite some time. Um, and some of these freaking issues might be issues that the freaking boy has just discussed with me. Might be might be freaking issues that the freaking wife has freaking discussed with me uh, in freaking passing and at freaking length. And, and and in the son's case, at freaking nauseum. Um, but 
But, Doug, I mean, just realize that this freaking segment is here to freaking help you. It's here to freaking help you. We're here to freaking, we're trying to freaking help you. Yeah. This is for you, Doug. Now, Sandy the Sandman Vargas, if you would like to hit the Proctor to Nodule 1 button and be the scorekeeper, I will ask the questions. Proctor the examination. Doug Jordan, you answer the questions with as much honesty as you can muster. Yeah, but I just wanted for the record, everything's fine with me and my wife. Doug, please. And I don't really... Doug, please shut up. Please be freaking, please be freaking quiet. See, I'm about to freaking begin the freaking examination. Sandy has the nodule loaded. The nodule, I have the nodule fully loaded. The freaking system is operating at 100%, and I'm ready to freaking proceed with the freaking uh, exam. I'm, I'm, I'm prepared to freaking proceed with the examination as freaking proctor. So, question. When, when are Cajun Miles coming to this? Cage and Miles are the partnership in which they are the ones who help. Don't worry about it. Number one, how certain are you that you want a divorce? This is on a scale from zero to five. Zero, not certain. Five, very certain. Uh, zero. Wait a minute. Why do I have this freaking nodule? What the hell is this? What am I freaking doing? Just score it. Hit the button. All right, go ahead. What did you say? What was your freaking answer, Doug? I said zero, but I have a suspicion that you did not write down zero. I'm going to put freaking three. N- question two. Have you spoken to your spouse about divorce? Um, yeah, we, we've people it, have talked. To, you, you talk about divorce, the word divorce. That's a big freaking yes. But that's yeah, a, but we're not talking about freaking, getting, yes. having a divorce. I've already freaking, I look, I freaking put in the freaking, there's, I don't think there's a freaking back button on this. The answer is freaking yes, and I freaking, and I have freaking submitted that freaking answer. So there was no number for that? There was no one or yes two? Yes or no, Doug. There was a yes or no, and, I, and the yes has been freaking pressed. How does this get scored, then? They score it at the end. What is your spouse's level of certainty for getting a divorce? This is on a zero to five scale. I'm assuming zero. I'm going to go ahead and have to give that one another three. Just because of some of the freaking discussions that I freaking had and some of the things that I freaking discussed uh, in passing and, and had freaking nauseam, as if I'm being freaking what discussion? Uh, what discussions have you had you that well, you remember? You're always freaking drunk. I'm not. I, when I wake up in the very freaking early in the freaking morning um, to freaking uh, urinate, and sometimes we freaking pass with two freaking chips freaking passing in the freaking night. Um, sometimes we freaking uh, exchange freaking pleasantries, and sometimes we sit down and she'll drink a freaking cup of tea, and we freaking have it, and we freaking and we have freaking discussions. If I'm being freaking honest with you, Quest- I thought you exclusively went to the bathroom either in a sack, lunch, or outside. That's number two. Yeah, the urine would soak right through that sack lunch, Doug Jordan. Number four, if you're making the divorce official, how likely is it that you and your spouse can work out agreements on all issues in the case? Well, okay. We're, again, we're not having a divorce, but if I'm going to answer like I am, I would, I would hope it would be fine. So it's very likely that you'd be able to work out all your agreements on all issues. I would hope so. Sandy to the scoreboard. I don't. If you're asking freaking me personally, I don't freaking see it. Um, I I think there's going to be quite a few things that you're going to want to freaking hang on to that she's going to freaking want. Some things that you're going to be um, a little bit freaking petty about. Unfortunately, I'm going to go ahead and rank that one in a freaking two. I feel like you're botching this proctoring process. Number, I'm, I'm excelling at it. Number five. Do you have any children with your current spouse? Yeah. Well, see, this is well, see, this is very freaking interesting. Um. 
because I, I feel like I have a, I feel like I have a freaking child in this freaking in this freaking family as well. Sometimes I think that freaking Doug freaking Jr. freaking uh, Mike freaking Jr. looks up to me as a freaking father figure, and and so I don't I don't fully feel freaking comfortable pressing freaking yes on this freaking uh, submission. But Lee, okay, first of all. He doesn't look up to you as a father figure. It also, it feels sometimes it feels like I have two children because I have a man living in my freaking garage. And I forgot the third thing I was going to say, but it was going to be pretty good. I'll say that yes, you have a fucking child in this thing. Number six. How difficult do you think it would be to agree on child custody with your spouse? Uh, pretty easy. You would you'd be willing to wash your hands clean of the whole freaking situation and have her just keep the freaking child, knowing no, that that's, we, that'd probably be what's freaking best. I'm being honest with you. No, I think okay. Also, if you think you're a father figure to my child, wouldn't you get involved in the custody of the I child? Feel like, I feel like I would freaking step in. I would like to jump in here and say a boy needs his mama. Yeah, and because that's where the nourishment comes from. Mm-hmm. So, whether whether it be freaking emotional freaking nourishment or the or freaking the cream that seepeth from a freaking bosom, um, uh, freaking physically and freaking metaphorically, uh, the freaking the freaking the cream of freaking nourishment and and freaking emotional freaking support, which I don't, which I know that you have, haven't been able to freaking offer uh, quite as often as you'd probably like. I'm gonna put very difficult since we're uh, speaking at length at this one. This well, I offered. I offered my son cream of nourishment in form of sack lunch uh, daily, but you were stealing that from him. So, be very careful about what you say here, Doug, because this could get misconstrued very easily into some very yeah. disturbing. And I want to go on the record and say I have never heard or thought of Doug in that way. If you were in a freaking court of law saying, "Look, I think I should, I think I should take care of the freaking boy. I provide him with cream of freaking nourishment," the freaking judge is going to throw the freaking book at you. You're never going to see that good again. Or the light but. of day. Number seven. How difficult do you think it would be to agree on child support terms with your spouse? I thought you just asked that. Is it child oh. support, not freaking custody? Oh, probably pretty easily. And now you're going to say, no, it's going to be really hard. And everybody's, he's going to, I'm going to be the father. I'm going to put fairly freaking difficult. Are you currently, or have you ever been separated from your spouse? Yes or no? No. Well, hold on there, Doug. There was a period of time where you were relegated to the freaking basement before I freaking moved in. I would say that that is, unfortunately, a freaking separation of sorts. We were still living in the same house together. Separated. That's not a legal separation. Number nine. Has your spouse demonstrated any form of abuse? No. Also not sure could be an answer. Are you sure? Not sure. Just because I I haven't freaking seen anything, but I haven't not freaking seen anything either. Good point. This is your horrible proctor. Horrible proctor. I'm the proctor. He's the scorekeeper. Do you and your spouse have a prenuptial agreement? No. What? Doug Jordan. Why do we got to get a prenuptial agreement for? What did I have when we got married? I had nothing. I was a, I was a freaking kid. I had student loan debt. So did she. Well, but now she could take the Ortego girl from us. Well, she would take the Ortego girl from me. She could take you. it from all of us. The place is a freaking sanctuary, Doug. I mean... You're in 
deep water here. You are over your head. She could take our boy, and then she could take the Ortego grill, leave us with nothing. Yeah, but this is all hypothetical. I mean, and also, I think that we'd still be allowed in the freaking Ortego grill. You, you might, you might be freaking persona non freaking grata, but I think we would still be able to freaking eat every once in a while. Hopefully, she would at least leave us the truck. That's what I would want. What's the answer to this one? No, right? I said no, no. Number 11, which one of you makes the most income for the household? I think technically she she does at this point. You know, the Ortega Grill is not doing very well. I mean, it does okay, but... No, she kind of let me uh, explore my fantasy. What are you talking about? The Ortega's doing great. Croce night and... The hilarious specials. Nevertheless, number 12, in the event of a divorce, how difficult do you think it would be to divide your financial assets? A, not difficult at all. B, somewhat difficult. C, very difficult. D, I don't think we're headed for a divorce yet. Oh, D, I don't think we're headed for a divorce yet. See, I don't think it would be difficult at all because she, if she tried to get freaking hands, uh, her hands on some of these freaking assets, I'd freaking, I'd, I mean, I tell you what I'd freaking do. I'd pull a freaking Arnold and put it on and freaking set fire to every single last freaking dime you freaking have. Yeah. And that might be the greatest gift of all, Doug Jordan. And this is It's a Ways In. Better nobody have it than let the boy be split in two. Number 13, do you believe your spouse would be forthcoming about all their financial information? Yeah. We're a pretty open book, so I feel like that, you know, we kind of know about everything. I'm gonna I didn't know that sure. one time she loaned uh, Sandy money, though, so. That's true. There are freaking, you had to hear about that fr- from freaking me. And a blessing right. under her for that freaking, for that. And, and unfortunately, I feel like I freaking squandered some of that freaking potential that my freaking business opportunity had in recent freaking months. Um, so I'm going to say, have to say, unfortunately, no, they are secretive about their financials. No, I mean, it was a one-time thing. Number 14, how long have you been married? Less than five years, five to ten years, ten to ten-plus years. Ten-plus years. All right. I I think we have reached a freaking verdict. Okay. Sandy Fargus, continue on to the verdict. I'm, you know, I'm... First of all, you did not answer, you know, truthfully to what I answered, so... Thank you for taking the quiz. We think divorce is the best option for you. Yeah, but again, you answered for me, so it's not like it, you know. Well, the good gentlemen at Cajun Miles have spoken. Also, what is Cajun Miles? Is Cajun Miles like a a divorce lawyer? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Of course, they want want you to... Their freaking phone number is right here. They want you to freaking... They would love for you to call... um, any Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. I got their freaking phone number, 916-444-7163. Feel free to reach out to them if you're want to, if you interested in pursuing the next freaking steps. They'd be able to freaking help you. This is just a general idea, Doug Jordan. This doesn't mean anything. I'm not saying you and your wife are going to split. I'm just saying this is what something to take into consideration. Yeah, I don't need, I don't need to take it into consideration, but, I, you know... Thank you, thank you for the, the opportunity, I guess. Well, God bless you both. Wakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, we've got a great freaking show for you, full of freaking our week's news and discussions. If you want to call and join the conversation, call 513-914-6201. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. You might get put on blast, but you also might get a prize or two. Without further freaking ado, 
Our week's news and discussions starts freaking now. Last week, a man who spent $14,000 to transform himself into a collie made his first public appearance as an animal, according to the New York Post. The man, a private citizen from Japan who goes by Toko online, says his custom Ming Collie costume helped him achieve his dream of, quote, becoming an animal. Footage shared to Toko's YouTube channel where he boasts more than 32,000 subscribers showed him clad in the costume as he frolicked through a public park while playing fetch and rolling on the ground. Quote, do you remember your dreams from when you were little? You want to be a hero or a wizard, he wrote in the clip, describing his lifelong dog-dog dream as seemingly unrealistic. Quote, I remember writing in my grade school graduation book that I wanted to be a dog and walk out side. As an introduction to his unusual hobby, Toko answered a series of questions in a video posted last year, admitting he always, quote, had a vague dream of becoming an animal ever since he was a child. Quote, when I fulfilled that dream, this is how it turned out. He wrote in the clip, adding that he chose to become a collie due to the negligible size difference between the breed and humans. So, Jeez Louise down on my knees. This guy turned himself into a dog. And Sandy Fargus, can we hypotenize some of the things that dogs do that are absolutely freaking hilarious that maybe Toko could do? Um, there's a few freaking glaringly freaking obvious uh, things that come to the freaking forefront of my mind. Um, freaking hump, uh, freaking mountain, freaking hump, other freaking dogs, and freaking humans, freaking legs, uh, in freaking public or in freaking private. Um, go through the bathroom outside, um, which is something that I I am am I kind of understand what this guy's freaking talking about in some freaking sense. Um, they get to freaking urinate on freaking um, fire hydrants, and uh, most importantly, freaking lick their own freaking testicles uh, in front of everyone and feel absolutely no freaking shame. Now, now that you mentioned the licking of the undercarriage of the animal i was wondering if he had some sort of mechanism to allow himself to protrude from the dog's undercarriage in sort of a red rocket style fashion and how would that work freaking doug jordan um well toko online um who has turned himself into a dog they could have installed some sort of a, a software that when he got home uh a little flap opens up and uh, then his uh, erect uh, could come out. Hmm. Very interesting. Yeah, I, I guess that would be the way to freaking do it. Now, I have never been a dog owner. Cat owner I have been and am now. But Sandy Vargas, Doug Jordan, I pose this question to the two of you and perhaps you can discuss amongst one another live on the air in a panel style discussion. What do you do when a dog becomes aroused, when the red rocket protrudes? You know, sometimes you just let the dog, you know, get hump it out. Sometimes you got to, you know, so you can only tell him no so freaking much. Sometimes you just got to let the dog do his freaking business and get on with your day and get on with his. Do you provide it with anything? No, if it's happening, usually it's like a pillow or something. If it's happening, you just let it freaking run its course. I get my hands on the nearest freaking magazine and I roll it up and I freaking smack the dog on the back of the head repeatedly until it freaking dribbles up. Recoils back from whence it freaking came into the freaking dog's freaking body. 
Yeah, because Which, I would be worried that if you let it do the thing that it wants to do best on the pillow, you might forget after it finishes. It takes so long it finishes, you go to lay down, watch a movie, curl up with a bucket of popcorn, and you roll your head over and a little bit of that moisture gets into your mouth. Yeah, um, and that has freaking happened. And uh, unfortunately, that is the freaking situation with freaking Doug's freaking dog. Um, who we waited freaking too long to freaking neuter, so it still has freaking uh, testosterone freaking coursing through its freaking testicles and freaking veins, and uh, is freaking horny as a freaking Diggins. Uh, my freaking dog is basically freaking asexual, uh, shows absolutely freaking no interest in freaking pillows or female freaking dogs or uh, freaking anything, uh, really. My my freaking dog at the moment it seems to be freaking banging on freaking death's freaking door. Um, where Doug's dog um, really um, only freaking appears to be freaking virile and freaking um, and freaking wherever it freaking pleases. And it has freaking no ejaculation. Right, well, there, there's a freaking discharge. There is a freaking clear freaking discharge. There's that no discharge. Spurts from the freaking dog's freaking loins. I have freaking grabbed a freaking blanket and gone to freaking drape it o- across my freaking lap and freaking uh, clasped onto the freaking discharge. Um, the freaking slime that freaking uh, has come from your freaking dog. And it has, and it has freaking gotten under my freaking fingers, and I have to freaking, and I have to freaking wash my freaking hands. Yeah, but there's no. I'm telling you, there's it's no. Freaking the dog, the freaking dog ejaculates. He's the dog's neutered. There's no way he can freaking ejaculate. Something freaking comes out. I don't know what the heck it freaking is. Slime. See, it freaking, it's definitely freaking creamy, a creamy freaking, uh, freaking substance. There's nothing that freaking comes out. Well, God bless you both, and. We will have to observe, and I'm sure we will be able to get it caught on camera, and perhaps we can share it with Toto and his terrible habits. Last week, local Cheesecake Factory Cheesy Eddie's gave away 3,000 slices of cheesecake in honor of National Cheesecake Day, according to 13 Wham. Slices were given away on a first-come, first-served basis and were limited to one per person. The celebration also included beer from Mortalis Brewery, gourmet macaroni and cheese from Macarolin, and coffee from the Union Palace Cafe. Um, this seems like it would have been a good thing to report, um, before it freaking happened. Yeah. 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 We missed the boat on this one, fellas. It, the, I became, this query came to me at an inopportune time based on the schedule of this show and my news consumption. I did not know Cheesy Eddie's was giving away 3,000 of these slices. I myself am no longer allowed in Cheesy Eddie's. Court ordered. They will trespass me. And I've been told by the sheriff. And the sheriff is a, has a sweet tooth. So you would think he would understand. But no. And nevertheless, I could have... Sent a bum in in my place to get a couple of slices of cheesecake. Could have given him any number of cans or anything such bums desire. Yeah, it would have been good for the for the bums at the dog pound to know about this. Yeah. You know. And yet they withheld that news. So that commuters in their fancy Rolls Royce cars could roll on down and grab themselves a slice of pie. 
Yeah, it doesn't seem right that that this freaking that cheesy that freaking cheesy Eddie himself is freaking passing out slices of freaking um, his freaking cheesy cake um, to freaking three thousand freaking rich rolls of rice freaking owners where there are when there's a freaking um, freaking bridge full of freaking bums out there freaking that would have loved to get their hands on some of this freaking cheesecake. And not to mention that they banned me. They said they'd trespass me if I ever came back, and it's only because I fell into the freaking vat one time, got in the back, fell into the cheesecake vat, like Mickey in the Night Kissing, my bare freaking buttocks freaking glistening off the freaking smooth creaminess of the cheese. Yeah, but you didn't freaking fall into the freaking vat. You freaking jumped into it. Climbed right in, clambered on in, had enough sense to take off my clothes, yeah, that was a freaking that was a, a pretty significant freaking mental health freaking crisis, I believe, that you freaking went through. And to to speak of it um, so freaking lightly is is freaking odd because, as you mentioned, it it did it, it did you were freaking pers- uh, prosecuted um, and told that you would be freaking trespassed from um, and were no longer allowed to freaking cheesy Eddie. Yeah, freaking banishment. It was a freaking. It was a. A banishment to the freaking fullest extent of the freaking law. And I didn't notice the punishment would be so harsh because I said, well, at least I can still go to the Cheesecake Factory. Next couple of days, find myself riding down on the bus line to the freaking Cheesecake Factory. Turned out it's not a freaking factory at all. It's a full service restaurant. They don't even make the cheesecake yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, it's a restaurant. Nonetheless, you you got you managed to get in freaking trouble at the freaking cheesecake factory as well because you freaking tried to freaking press yourself up against the freaking glass of the freaking cheesecake freaking case. Freaking sheriff had to come down. He said he said, and I remember he said this. Sheriff freaking told you. I remember he freaking said point blank. He said, if I freaking catch you at another freaking cheesecake place, I'm gonna freaking kill you. Yeah, yeah, he did. I. And the thing is, the sheriff has a sweet tooth. So, yeah. Last week, 38 year old Florida manatee who died earlier this year was discovered to have passed after, quote, high intensity sex with his brother, according to the New York Post. Necropsy results revealed that the 38 year old Hugh died in April after succumbing to traumatic injuries caused by a sexual encounter with another larger male manatee at the facility, his brother, Buffet. Handlers maintained that Hugh and Buffet had been engaging in consensual and, quote, natural mating behavior for two months leading up to Hugh's death. The month-long heightened sexual activity between the two brothers, the only manatees in the aquarium, was the first time the pair had been, quote, observed in initiating and mutually seeking interactions from each other, a spokesperson for the aquarium said in a statement. Quote, there are no obvious signs of discomfort or distress, such as listing, crunching, or active avoidance that would have triggered a need for intervention, according to the spokesperson. Animal keepers allowed the pair to continue necking without attempt to separate the two out of fear it would cause, quote, undue anxiety and negative effects in both manatees. Now, I do want to say expert tried redirecting Hugh and Buffet's attention from one another while heavily monitoring the two. Of course, that was futile, that attempt. There was some bits of information I withheld from this story. Grim 
information about the extent of the injuries that would cause one to shudder in fear. And it was like I could feel it. I could feel what happened inside my bones. I do think it's hilarious that they named the one manatee buffet. Am I reading that right? I think it's Buffett. I don't think Buffet has freaking two T's. It's, I think his name is freaking Buffett, as in Warren freaking Buffett. Hmm. I would have named a walrus after Warren Buffett because of his okay. yeah. teeth. Ugly. Doug Jordan, what say you to yeah. this? Excited you are after this story, it seems. Well, he died doing what he loved. Are you, he was having sex with his brother, Doug Jordan. Yeah. He died. From sounds of it, I mean, it sounds a little bit more like his brother was freaking having sex with him, freaking pulverized him. High I mean, intensity, I, high intensity freaking sex. I didn't hear the the gruesome details, so I don't know who was pulverizing who. But well, you gotta know that the one of them freaking died because of it. Yeah, Sandy's right. Sandy's right. He was absolutely freaking pulverized. Dougie turned into freaking tuna fish. Yeah. Well. Okay. That it's pretty terrible then. And buffets freaking was the mayonnaise. And the fork, and he mushed Hugh into a... Yeah, he squirted his mayonnaise, and he freaking bashed him to bits with a freaking bag of a fork. What was his freaking manatee freaking be? Squirted a little bit more, and then, and then he said, I'm not freaking quite done, squirted a little bit more freaking mayonnaise, too. It's a tough world out there. There's circumstances in this world that I'd rather not be part of. Yeah. I'd rather not exist. It's easy for freaking no one. No. Well, if they nobody, hadn't been in captivity, they probably would have been me? fine. What? If they hadn't been in captivity, they probably would have been fine. Probably mm-hmm. wouldn't have had sex with each other until one of them freaking died. Yeah, that's probably... That's a, you're probably right about that. Yeah. Because they would have had other freaking, regular humanities to have sex with. Man, I'm broken up about this one. You're right, Doug Jordan. We will we will move on. Last week, Polly Poppet made headlines after news outlets reported that a movie featuring the beloved doll was in the works, according to today. The Lena Dunham-directed film, which was first announced in June 2021, will feature, quote, Emily in Paris star Lily Collins as a live-action Polly Pocket, the other Mattel doll that stole kids' hearts with her fun-loving spirit and girl power. The movie will tell the story of a young girl and a pocket-sized woman who form a friendship. Robbie Brenner, the head of Mattel Films, told Variety this week that Dunham's script for the family-friendly comedy is a quote great one quote first of all they are two of my favorite ladies ever brenner said of the dunham columns team it's been an amazing collaboration lena is so collaborative and rolls up her sleeves and really likes to roll around in notes and listen She's incredible. Lily is so smart and specific and so productorial. It's just been an incredible collaboration, so we're all thrilled about it. Hopefully, we'll be making that at some point in the future, she added. Collins, who will also serve as one of the movie's producer, previously told Variety that she was excited to play Polly in the film, which doesn't yet have a release date. So, 
Jeez Louise, down on my knees. Lena Dunham rolls up her sleeves. First thoughts now, Sandy Vargas, please. Um, first thoughts, um, it, you know, um, I, 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 I can't say that I'm super excited for the freaking uh, Dunham Collins freaking film, freaking probably prop it. Um, but, um, I guess I am sort of interested in the scene where, um, Lena Dunham freaking rolls around in the dirt like a freaking, like a freaking, like a pig. Um, like a manatee, sounds, to be honest. Like a freaking, yeah, reminds me of the freaking manatee story, um, from freaking earlier. Um, and... Other than that, um, I guess I guess this freaking whole story has freaking irritated me a little bit. It is a bit of a difficult read, to be honest with you. The f- yeah. I got a little tied up when I read Lena Dunham rolls, and then I said, and then it was let r- up her sleeves. It rolls up her sleeves. But I was thinking Lena Dunham, big fat Lena Dunham, and it rolls. Yeah, Lena Dunham, freaking de- new head, freaking breaking news. Lena Dunham devours a rolls, devours a whole freaking basket of rolls. I imagine having dinner with her and saying, "Oh, I'm this food is excellent, Lena. Could you pass me the dinner rolls?" And she just said, "That's just my arms." And said, "Oh my God, your sleeve! I just..." thought because of the way your sleeve was located it was like the paper in a basket and it was just a billowy pile of hot crescent rolls and how oily they were it seemed like they were pre-buttered i my mistake yeah but the truth is if you were having dinner with this woman i don't think you would be eating a whole lot the majority of that food would be just stated upon yeah. Without you being able to get a forkful, if you know what I mean, Doug Jordan. I'd, I'd, rock, I'd recommend not freaking taking a seat across from freaking Lena Dunham at a dinner table out of fear of being freaking consumed yourself. Yeah. Freaking gobbled up like one of her freaking precious freaking dinner rolls that she freaking loves so much. Doug Jordan, your feelings about the Zitzelazian? Um... You know, I'm, yeah, I'm annoyed. I think I'm annoyed that the new the new th- uh, thing for movies is going to be friggin' toy movies now. Now every every movie's going to have a, a friggin' toy name attached to it, and there's going to be a whole toy friggin' universe of of movies, and that's going to be you know movies for the next ten friggin' years, just like what happened with Marvel. Everything's going to have going to have to have a name attached to it in order to get made. They could have just made a friggin' movie about a little toy doll and then not called it friggin' Polly Pocket. And it would have been an original freaking story. But instead, all these movies are going to have to be tied into some freaking toy, like the sing song freaking alphabet toy that you had as a kid. That's going to be a freaking movie or freaking, you know, Transformers. I mean, they already did with freaking Transformers, but they're going to do it more and they're going to keep freaking doing it more. And it's kind of annoying to me. And how many freaking dinner rolls do you think freaking Lena Dunham can actually freaking eat in one sitting? A lot. If you yeah. have to designate a male counterpart to Leonard Dunham, who do you think you'd pick? Well, I mean, judging by the way you guys are talking about her, it's obviously Jonah Hill. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. Very good. That's the correct answer. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers has been a great freaking hilarious show. We have one quick segment before we leave you. Our week's celebrity deaths ranked. July edition. So, number one, Tony Bennett, age 96, Italian crooner. Sandy the Sandman Farkas, a few words about the freaking great Italian crooner, Tony Bennett. Uh, 
Tony Bennis um, was um, Tony Bennis is going to end up ranking pretty low on my freaking list if I'm being freaking honest with you um, the man was freaking 96 that's a ripe old freaking age uh, I don't think he'd freaking put out any good freaking music in a freaking long time um, and I think when he was putting out a freaking consistent freaking stream of freaking music um, it wasn't very freaking good to begin with and I think speaking of freaking uh, consistent freaking stream um, when you get that freaking old um, it gets hard to freaking urinate and freaking your, your freaking uh, stream has you have freaking difficulty freaking producing freaking stream yeah for weakers and tweakers you end up with some blockages and just little spurts little tiny little splashes here and there into the toilet takes you half an hour to let a few squirts out number two peewee herman age 70 humorous moviegoer doug jordan your thoughts on the great peewee herman um you know sad you know he's 70 i think he died of cancer so that's kind of sad um you know he he a lot of kids uh liked his show when they were younger i liked his show when he was younger when i was younger uh i thought he was very funny uh and it's sad that he died and sad that he died of cancer he also got caught freaking jacking in a movie theater once so you know i had always heard that it you know people always said it was just a regular movie but i heard it was like an adult film theater so i don't think it was that that bad but you're not supposed to be uh off in there so yeah, break, this one's gonna break freaking, that high. I agree with Doug because of the freaking off. This one's gonna freaking rank high on the freaking list. Yeah, he might get my vote. I imagine the only thing is everybody knows, and it's kind of an unwritten rule. And Sandy Farkas can freaking help me out with this one. If you go into a movie theater, everyone knows that yeah. there's a way to go about doing the thing that he did. Yeah, and there's only one freaking way. There's only one way, and it's getting yourself a bucket of popcorn. Yep. Filling that bad boy to the brim with hot butter and digging a little hole in the bottom of it and mm-hmm. sticking your Dingley Johnson in it. And then when you've completed, you finish your popcorn, you eat it. Yeah. And the freaking trick to that is smushing it in when you're freaking still soft and then fiddling with your freaking tip so you can grow freaking. And, and and you can feel yourself freaking growing through the freaking popcorn um, and passing through the freaking kernels and through the freaking butter. And that way you can you can also make sure that you have a, it's a freaking perfect freaking distribution of freaking butter all the way down your freaking shaft. Yeah. Number three, Magnus White, age 17, bicyclist. Um, this one, uh, it says he's freaking 17. Um, that is freaking sad yeah um but unfortunately i think this one's gonna have to freaking rank pretty low for me because i don't freaking know who that freaking is got a pretty cool name magnus white though don't you think Doug jordan i was just about to say that i think the name it's gonna rank probably middle of the list because the name is sounds pretty cool he's gonna get terrible at 17 years old yeah that is sad number four sinead o'connor age 56 singer he sounds freaking hilarious um Zanieto O'Connor um, sounds yeah uh, again a pretty cool freaking name probably gonna freaking rank around the middle of the freaking list. Yeah, I would have to agree. And then number five, Miller Far, age eighty, football. What was this? Do you know his football? His team? No, the team I that, that don't. He played a quarterback, I believe. So he could throw very far then. That's a good point. Not necessarily. 
That's true. Well, his name is Miller Farr. We don't freaking know his freaking name. We we are not. I'm not freaking familiar with Miller Farr. So, how good of a freaking quarterback could he have really freaking been? So, good ones. Rank you remember then? their freaking names. Where would you rank him then? I'm probably around the middle of the list. If I'm going to be freaking honest with you. Yeah, he's probably a middler. And number six, Randy Meisner, age 77, Eagle. Like a bird. This is... He's in the band The Eagle. He wrote oh. this song. I can't remember what song he wrote. Now that you think, take it to the limit. See, I you thought know? he were thought he was like Toko online, and he converted to an eagle later in his life. Flew up to the stars, finally. Well, I guess you're probably right. He did. And like the eagle, he now soars high, high above the land, where... <clears throat> The mortal coil of Earth can no longer get to him. Yeah. And like all Regan Eagles who soar through the sky, you at some point must freaking fall down back to Regan Earth into the Regan ground where you're freaking buried. Um, this one's going to freaking rank fairly low on the freaking list. Um, Would you say lower than Tony Bennett or higher? I think I think Tony Bennett is going to freaking stay where I freaking put him uh, at the very freaking bottom. And freaking Marion D. Meisner of the freaking Eagle is going to be one freaking notch above. And pretty much everybody else is in the freaking middle. Well, then we said Pee Wee was on the top because he d- off in the movie theater. Yeah, Pee Wee's on the top. Yeah, that stands. Absolutely. Wakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers. This has been another great freaking hilarious freaking episode of freaking Our Week in Review. We love you so very freaking much. We're so freaking hot and for you. Stay safe out there, and we'll see you freaking next week. Well, geez, Louise. I thought that went quite well. I can't stop thinking about that guy that turned into a dog. I'm a little, you know, how freaked out would you be if you're walking on the street? There's a dog. Actually, that's a freaking person. There's yeah. a freaking person in there. A man in freaking petting the dog, and it says, "Do you thank you?" Yeah, I am a little freaked out about. The idea of me accidentally falling into an aquarium and getting pulverized in the freaking tuna fish salad by a giant manatee named a freaking buffet. Yeah, there was a lot to be freaking scared of this week. Yeah. Yeah. of Our Week Studios. W-A-Y-O-L-P Rochester.